0: What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the raw, real and vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Bette Antonucci. Fam, you will be super happy to know that I was in the vibration of celebration and last night Jake and I went out dancing. So I actually recorded this podcast with last night's makeup on. (laughs) We had such a good time. We are in the repair phase of our relationship right now after significant conflict from the week prior to me getting back from Europe all the way up until essentially two weeks ago and yeah it's actually been super challenging Jake's like don't you dare portray us to be a happy couple online when we're arguing I'm like don't worry baby I'm telling them the full truth and nothing but the truth he's like what are you saying I was like listen to the podcast and you'll know all about it (laughs) I was like yeah as if I can portray us to be a perfect happy couple I tell everyone everything I'm like I am fighting with this dickhead right now (laughs) conflict with Jake has been really hard at the same time of moving out of my home that was always going to be emotionally turbulent for me but moving moving in with a partner relationship has been one of my biggest edges in my life so this like next stage of our journey together being in conflict with someone that I haven't fought with ever and then in the midst of our fighting not having my own independent home to go to And it's like, great, I've just had a massive fight with this person and oh, look, here you are in my bed. Let's fall asleep together. This is so great. I love living with my boyfriend. It's been a real challenge. But I definitely feel all the work that I've done to cut the energetic cords with my home and move all of that stuck, trapped energy has really been pivotal in me being able to navigate repair and resolution with jake because for as long as i was holding on to the home i was just it was like walking around my house with with prickles in my feet i was just constantly irritated agitated and reacting from the trigger so i'm so proud of myself for the work that i've done to put it down and it's supporting jake and i to really be able to be in a place of repair now and last night we went out dancing we got a little bit lit fam it was super fun super fun, super fun. Dancing is one of my favorite things to do. We had a really good time. But today's episode is not about relationship challenge. However, it is about one of the biggest challenges that I've gone through in 2022. And it's around an unaligned mentor that I work with in my business who made some really big promises and commitments to me, didn't fulfill those commitments and promises. And it was a really big capital injection to work with this company. And it's brought up a lot of stuff from my past. It's brought up a lot of triggers. And I have received a lesson around karma this year that I deeply desire to share with you. This share is edgy. I didn't realize it was possible for Becca Antonucci to record anything edgy anymore. And yet, it really is. This was an edgy share. It was something that was really important to my heart. It also shares detail, not details. I didn't share any details, but it involves stories about people who are part of my past And I really desire to speak my truth whilst being respectful to everyone involved. And it's important that I speak my truth. You know, when it comes to even the sharing of the herpes virus, women will come to me and say that they want to share their story, but their current partner doesn't want them to because he thinks it implicates him or the ex-partner doesn't want them to because he thinks it implicates him or the ex-partner's new girlfriend doesn't want her to because she thinks it implicates her. And it's really important that we still can share our story in a way that's respectful to anyone that's involved. I still share my herpes story. I'm sharing this story today. Yes, it's edgy for me, but I feel like I deliver it in a really respectful way. And ultimately, I deserve to share my truth. And there's a lesson that I received that you get to hear. It has supported me to put down so many parts of my past, this lesson that I have received on Karma this year and I know that it will be beneficial for so many of you too. If you love this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so I can share it, and most importantly, that I can connect with you. I hope you love it just as much as I love recording it. Strap yourself in, fam. Let's fucking go. Fam, I committed to you to share my biggest challenge of 2022 and the lesson that came with it. And there are a couple, I think you will know that Jake and I have gone through some relationship conflict. That has definitely, definitely been a massive challenge, but we are starting to, it looks like, move through it in a really beautiful way. However, today I'm talking about karma and my lessons that I have received through working with unaligned mentors and the realization that karma is not my medicine to serve. So a complete transparency fam, this time, I'm sure by the time this launches, it might be January already. And if so, happy new year. This time last year, I was connected with an unaligned mentor from overseas. Obviously didn't know yet at the time that he was unaligned. I was told by two friends, I was referred by two friends telling me that this person, this company could support me to set my business up for success, to really support me to grow. I was really proud of the growth that I'd had on my own, but I was looking for, I don't really want to call it scalability. I just knew that I had a lot of people reaching out to me for support and I required the infrastructure in the back end, me to essentially be supported so that I can continue to deliver my work in a really powerful way and that it's never too overwhelming for me. If I wanted to bring on team, I needed to know how to do that. There was just so much attached to growing from where I had gotten. And I knew that I needed support to go to the next place. And so I was connected with this man. We had a sales call. And I would say if I had have honored my intuition in the moment, I never would have gone through with my decision to work with him. However, on the sales call, he said a lot of words (laughs) that my personality self Really liked to hear. And uh, when I brought all my objections, you know, I'm trained in sales. I know, I know how to handle sales objections. And he did it in such a way that was like, this is easy and this is easy. And we're going to support you every single part of the every single step of the journey. And he made a lot of big promises about the mentorship that I would undergo with him guiding me through the entire process. And I was very honest about where I was at in my business, what knowledge I had to get myself to where I was, and the knowledge that I did not yet have to get me where I desired to go. And he committed to providing me with this. And so I signed up and it was a very big investment. And I know that very big investment is subjective depending on the person, but I have spent, invested hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in my growth, in my study, in my learning, in my business. And this, I would consider a very big investment. And it went south firm. It went really south almost from the two month mark. I was like, I thought to myself, this is probably not going to go the way that I desire for it to go. And by this stage, the two friends that had referred me to him were no longer working with this person. So I was taught so many lessons. If I had just sat, if Logic had have spoken instead of Rebecca's personality, I would have thought to myself, let's look at the two friends who have said this person is amazing and see what he does for their businesses. Let's just wait. What is four months of waiting. What's that going to do? You're not, You. where do you need to go in four months, Rebecca? Like how far and how fast you need to grow? Four months isn't really a lot in the grand scheme of things. Why don't we just, this would have been my logical brain. Let's just sit back, watch what they do. And if in four months time, they're like, you have got to work with him still. Oh my God, you should have jumped on four months ago. This is incredible great. (laughs) Then you'll absolutely know with certainty, confidence, and conviction that this is the right choice. But my personality was like, no, do not wait. Let's go now. And so I jumped in. And when it went south, you know, it was really disappointing because for years I had worked so hard. I'd built myself up from the pandemic. I was really proud of my success. And this just felt like a really big knock. And I felt like I was treated like a number, not like a valued client. I wasn't nurtured. I wasn't handheld, which I was committed to. And I'm not a handholdy kind of person. I'm very capable, very independent, fiercely independent, very smart. When I tell you that I know how to do something, I'm like, fucking, I will do it myself. When I say, I don't know how I need to be taught so that I can learn. That's me literally asking so that I know what the fuck I'm doing. I love learning. I love learning, love learning, love growing, love being fiercely independent. And when I'm investing for support, it's because I literally don't know how to do that thing. And I desire to advance myself, my learning, my career, and I'm investing big dollars so that you help me get to where I'm telling you I want to go. And if you tell me with certainty, confidence and conviction that you can take me there, I'm like, okay, I trust you. Two friends are working with you. Let's fucking do this. And that's why I'm really big in this industry I know for some of you, this might not resonate, but for some of you, either A, your coaches, or B, you're someone that's desiring potentially to work with someone, I feel like integrity is so important. Knowing the person's values is so important. That's why I will always forever now stay with Preston Smiles and pretty much that's it. He has the same family, very similar family values to me. The things that he talks about online, all of them resonate. He just basically lives a life that I aspire to live and be like as well, to create that kind of loving, nurturing home for my family, my children, my partner, take care of my partner's nervous system, all the things that he talks about that aligns with me. And so that was probably a mistake that I made as well, not doing enough due diligence to know, does this person live a life that I aspire to live like? Do they walk like me, like how I desire to walk? Do they live with the kind of integrity that I desire to live with? Because in my opinion, had this man have been in his integrity and not just wanted my upfront cash, the best thing that I believe that he could have done for myself and him is say, hey, bet you have so much infinite possibility ahead of you, would love to support you to get there and go there. I think that you've got four solid months of doing X, Y, Z before you're ready to work with me. And if you can commit to doing those things in four months, let's fucking go. I'm with you. And he could have even said to me, I'll take 50% deposit from you right now to secure your sign up, but let's not get started until then. But he didn't do that. He just wanted my upfront now cash. And I think when you work with a mentor, if you, if you're a coach listening to this right now, if you, someone signs up to you and you're a no to them, you need to actually Honor that truth and let them know. I would love to work with you, but I don't think this is in your or my highest alignment. Saying yes when you really mean no, when your truth is no is like grabbing a grenade. I told, I shared this on my Instagram story last week. In fact, one of my old mentors, Zion Kim said this to me. He said, Beck, saying yes to a client when your truth is no is like grabbing a grenade, detonating it and throwing it into your future. That motherfucker will explode. It's going to go off. So don't do it to yourself. And I think for any coach listening to this, please do yourself and the client the highest service possible by honoring that truth when you hear it. I've had so many beautiful women apply to work with me where my truth has been like, I could work with you, but I can almost feel this because coaching is a relationship. You're in relationship with someone for four or five, six months You want to enjoy that time. You and them want to enjoy that time together. And so I've had calls with women and I thought to myself, this isn't really a yes from me. And I could say yes just for the sake of signing a client, but do I need to just sign a client? Is that what I'm here for? And my truth is always no. And so I'll say to that person, hey, I don't think we are an incredible fit together, but I have a friend in the industry that I know could really support you and I think the two of you would really connect beautifully Would you love for me to organize a call? And that for me is a beautiful way to respect the industry, get the person the support that they desire, and also respect myself and them by honoring the truth that is within me, which is this isn't an aligned fit. Anyway, this man did not do that and he signed me and it went really south. And I was so disappointed in my experience. I was disappointed because I had invested so much. I'd come off the back of working with another woman and it wasn't a bad experience. It just, wasn't what I went to her for. And again, it was a big investment. So after working with her for three months, working with this new company for four months, I was basically seven months in with a lot of cash flow injected with no result that I was desiring to receive from these two experiences created. And then I felt lost of, so, okay, I, I know how to get my business to where I am. But the reason that I've invested, you know, for seven, eight months, all of this cash is to be taught new ways of running business. And I don't have those. And now my cash flow has been significantly affected. And now I'm disheartened. I'm disappointed in myself. I was angry. I was angry at them. I was really angry at myself. I was angry at myself for being impatient, for rushing. In fact, Preston said to me at the beginning of the year, Beck, rushing comes from the energy of proving. And I was like, fuck, why did I think that I needed to go so fast? What did I think that I was trying to achieve in four months. And none of you knew this about me and I was still running my business beautifully at the time but I went through a really hard, really hard time with this and I started to reflect significantly on these unaligned mentors that I'd called into my life. I've called very aligned mentors that have supported me to grow and love myself and break free from herpes shame and create cash flow and clients in my business and calling an aligned partner, calling an aligned business like I've got incredible mentors who have supported me with that and I've had very unaligned mentors as well and this person who I worked with at the beginning of 2022 who he represents isn't a new experience for me in fact I've called in this unaligned mentor time and time and time again so it really got me reflective it got me into a deep space of reflection he actually and this is going to sound really crazy had the energy, very similar energy and essence of my old business partner. In fact, they kind of looked the same where they were kind of like mid fifties, attractive, kind of attractive men, but kind of sleazy car salesman vibes, say the right things. But you know, intuitively, there's kind of like a slime ball essence to it. Pretend to be genuine, but you don't believe the genuinity. They looked the same. They sounded the same. When conflict arose, they spoke to me the same. There was not respect. There was not conflict resolution. There was not solution-based, objective-based conflict conversation. There was making me wrong, telling me I was bad, and basically scolding me like I was a little girl. It was insanely triggering for me to be in the experience of being spoken down to by someone is insanely triggering for me, but by a man just absolutely grinds my gears on the deepest level. I started to realize, whoa, this experience of this man is not new for me. And then I was reflecting again about unaligned mentors. And I thought about him and I thought about my old business partner. And then I thought about my boss prior to my business partner. Yes, she was female, but similar essence of like controlling, manipulative, lots of lies, making me wrong, telling me that when I say that they've said things and can show them emails of the things that they've said, they deny it. Like this is, this is a situation and experience that I have called in repeatedly from age 20 that I reflected again. Oh, the man that I was starting an activewear with in Bali years ago, he was very similar to these people as well. Then I started to think my first bosses when I first entered the fitness industry, very similar energy in essence, quite similar violent communication and this almost this little girl energy in me that comes out with these people. And I sit there in reflection of the unaligned that I've called over my path and this big challenge that came into my life in 2022 and just feeling so down about these mistakes that I've made in my business and feeling like I've worked so hard to not fully set myself up for success. Yes, my business is still doing incredibly, but I really felt like if I hadn't made those essential fuck-ups and hadn't gone against my intuition, I could have been so much further along. And I also believe that everything is perfect as well. I, obviously, based on these humans coming into my life from age 20 and all the way up until this year, there's a lesson here that I had not integrated yet for the situation, the circumstance, the scenario, the person to repeat. The same person in a different body repeating and repeating and repeating. If I don't look at it, if I do not look at it, if I just pretend it doesn't exist or I walk past it, it'll continue to repeat. But now I can't not look at it because the pain is so severe. For me, it was a financial pain of injecting so much cash flow and getting no result. Plus being spoken to in the way in which I did, the condescending nature in which I did, I actually took it to legal firm. I took my ex-business partner to legal as well. And what I realized in going legal is you end up with a massive legal bill and no one wins. And so when I took this to my lawyer, my lawyer said to me, you've gone down the path of legal before. How would you love to address this? Because yes, Beck, we can do the work to get that money back. We can do it legally. I also went to call my bank and say, hey, they're a scam, (laughs) get it refunded. And the bank were going to do that as well. But I was like, that's going to create an absolute shitstorm of conflict. And I hate uncomfortable emails. I didn't believe it was a worthwhile use of my energy. So I went to the lawyer and I showed them all the emails. I showed them what had happened. I showed them all the money invested, told them the entire story. And they're like, yep, you can absolutely get all this back. You can win it back we can take this to court, it's going to be an international thing, it's going to cost this amount of money, you've gone to legal before, you're going to spend all of this to get maybe the same amount back. Do you want to do it? Well, it's like smashing my head up against the wall. What for? For the sake of my ego saying that I was right and they were wrong? No, I fucking do not want to do that. Cut my losses, let's move on. But let's cut my losses and look at why I continue to call it in. Like Literally, fam, I've sat with what part of me is attracting in, I'm so glad that it's mentors and not partners, what part of me is attracting in these unhealthy, unaligned mentors, business partners, ex-bosses? That has been in my space all year from the deep pain felt by this huge challenge that I went through. And I didn't really talk about it online because I don't really talk about my business so much online, but my business is something that I'm so intensely proud of. My journey to creating this business, I am so intensely proud of People say it was overnight success and I say it was from age 20, just like working, 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 knowing that entrepreneurship was always meant for me, knowing that working with humans was always meant for me, knowing that my self-worth, my self-discovery, all my healing, it was always meant for me, but it was also meant for others. It's so important to me and how I've just got myself up out of the deepest, deepest, deepest lows and still managed to create. I'm so just insanely I actually cried in the shower to Jake the other night of of just like having a moment of feeling so proud of myself and I said to him I'm so proud of me right now and we're in the shower and he just gave me his big hug because I don't often just stop and say the past three months I've been working with a new business mentor and I'm creating incredible success in my business and women are achieving incredible result it's feeling really good and everything's feeling really beautiful. I'm loving my podcast. I'm loving my branding. There's just so much that I've worked so hard for and really hit some huge, challenging, emotional brick walls. That I felt so painful to go through, like this mentor at the beginning of this year, this unaligned company that I work with and all the money that I put in just to feel like, I was like, I, I got myself out of so much debt to create a successful business in the pandemic. How did I make this fuck up again? How had I, how had I not learned this lesson yet? I was really disappointed that this had happened. And so in the shower I'm crying to Jake, and I just said, I'm so, I feel so proud of myself right now. My business journey fam is something that I'm insanely proud of. But the reason that I bring this up, and I know you would have listened to my podcast about integrating lessons from this year so that they don't continue to repeat. I've really sat with, well, this is one of my biggest challenges that fucking rocked me. It's so hard to go through an intense challenge, but also have to be working like intense challenge in business, but also have to be working on my business at the same time and continue to like channel really beautiful, positive, healthy, clean, clear energy into the business when there was a part of me that was resentful and angry, angry at him, angry at the company, angry at myself. So I've had to do all the work on that and also look at the part of me that's called these people, these companies, these bosses, these mentors in. In the middle of the year or a few months ago, I received a text to my phone and it was from someone that I know saying, have you seen the news lately? And I don't watch the news. I'm not interested in the news. I don't think it's good for our minds. I'm very cautious and conscious of what content I absorb. I said, no, I don't watch the news. What, what is there something that I was meant to see? And a screenshot gets sent to me of some news articles of people from my past that were once bosses and, and mentors. And there were some really not nice things that had gone on in the news. And I just want to set the scene before I go any further with this podcast by saying I do not wish anything bad or awful to happen to anyone, not one person, not one person. But I was sent these articles and the person said to me, please don't let anyone ever know that it came from me. And I was like, on the news, I'm sure someone else will send it to me in like two days. Within a week, I had so many texts to my mobile phone of all of this stuff that was in the news from a lot of people who were a part of my past saying, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And it really took up a bit of space in my mind of, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I couldn't stop thinking about the 20 year old version of me that met these people. And I really idolizes it. There's a little girl version of me that has come out and I'm really sitting with why she came out and why she has idolized these different people. Like my old boss, I idolized her. I thought she was going to be the next Janine Alice. Janine Alice owns Boost Juice and a number of other franchises. And I really made a lot of excuses for a lot of bad behavior Over the years with all these people. Of course, I'm talking about a younger version of me that didn't know boundaries then, but I've made a lot of excuses in my young life because of this adoration and idolization that I had for these people. I gave these people basically a position of power and a position of authority over me. And yes, that's all for me to learn. But as I read these news articles, I couldn't not reflect because I was already in the space of reflecting as to why I called in this company and this man at the beginning of this year. And then when I received these news articles, it had me reflecting on 20-year-old Beck, And I started to piece my puzzle together of like, this man this year is not the only time I've experienced this kind of treatment. This has been occurring since I was 20. What is it within me that I really, really, really need to look at? Because I'm 34 now. And I was really, yeah, I I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't really believe in gossip. It's just news articles went up about people from my past. And those people from my past, when I reflect on... How they were as bosses, how they were as mentors, and how they treated not just me but large groups of people and a lot of staff, a lot of unkind things happened. A lot of not nice things occurred. There was a lot of mistreatment. I even remember being twenty one and paying pain to go to staff meetings. I remember being twenty two and not wanting to do a course, and one of the bosses, a male boss told me that I had to give him two and a half thousand dollars cash to do this course. And I didn't want to. And I I remember being young and feeling so fearful to go into my place of work that I gave him the two and a half thousand dollars and did this course that I never wanted to do. And just, I remember one day going to work. I was a personal trainer, Pilates instructor at the time. I remember going to work and having a whole day of sessions booked. And this man walked into into the gym and screamed at me in front of me and my client. and My client stood up for me because the treatment was so terrible. And then my client and I both ended up crying. I'm like 22 years old. I cancelled my whole day of sessions, obviously income that I lose. And I remember later that day receiving a phone call saying, why did you cancel your sessions? And I thought to myself, "Who? how does this person think that they have a right to speak to a young woman, young women this way? and impact my, have this, then his behavior, his lack of control over his own emotions, having a detrimental impact on my own income. And I was running my own business out of their business where you would have to pay rent to work at their facility and work in their facility for 10 plus hours for free a week. So it's just when I reflect back on the craziness of the power, the position of power and authority that I handed over to these people because a young version of Beck adored and idolized these humans. I'm just like, what the fuck was 21, 22 year old me thinking? Where, where was my voice? Where was my voice? But obviously, We go through these people with these situations, these circumstances to learn boundaries, to learn a deep respect for self, to learn what it feels like to be so mistreated, to learn what bad bosses look like, to learn how it is to run a bad company. And when I reflect on that, it just blows my mind. And there's still a part of me that like absolutely loved and adored those people and found them two of the most motivating, incredible people ever, and also thinks of some of the treatment that was bestowed upon so many people, and it's just not okay. It's just not okay no matter how good you are, how smart you are, how successful you are. How you treat people should be the top pillar of your success. And if you have all the wealth, all the abilities, all the resources, all the skills, if you're not emotionally intelligent enough to respect humans, then I don't believe that success is ever truly going to be yours because the core of your company is black. And that was actually something that I reflected on with my old boss. The thing is, these people are just so brilliant, but the dark parts are just so dark. And I said to this person, I said, the company itself is incredible. This brand is remarkable, but it will never be successful if the heart is black because the heart, the heartbeat is what pounds the rest of the company. I'm not sure if I'm making sense to all of you, but something also came up in the news a week ago from this, the same mentors from age 20. So these news articles had been in my space and I've been deep reflection of all these unaligned mentors that I've called on my path and all past versions of Beck that didn't know how to use her voice and all the mistreatment. And I'm so grateful for these people because I would not be me the Beck that I am now, without having experienced them. I would not live with the integrity that I do now for not having experienced them. I would not be as hard a worker as I am now for not having them treat me the way in which they did. And so I'm so grateful. It's almost like herpes. It's like, oh, fuck, it fucking sucked. And yet I'm so brilliant now because of these people and One of my spiritual teachers taught me that the people that treat us the worst in our life are actually on a soul level, the people who love us the most. They fucking love us and they are given the hardest job because their love doesn't look like mine and Jake's love. Their love looks like pain and not treating us well because their soul has came here to teach us some hard lessons so that we can integrate them to grow us exponentially. And that's why I can honestly say, and this is why I also say I'm glad I called them in as bosses, business partners, and unaligned mentors and not lovers. I love these humans. When I reflect back, I love each of them individually and I see so much brilliance. They're actually some of the most brilliant people I have ever met such brilliant minds, but their emotional intelligence and their integrity and their ability to meet people with respect always lacks, 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 lacks. And that's why their leadership will never be excellent because the core of them, a piece of their heart is black. And when that heart beats, it penetrates out and pounds out to everything that their companies touch. And I believe that to be true. And so I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful for them. And when these news articles went up, I thought, that's fucking awful what I'm reading now. That's so terrible. And a piece of me said, this is karma for treating humans so terribly. This is karma. I don't wish this upon anyone, but this is your karma. And it stayed in my space and it felt really, this has felt edgy, fam. This felt really edgy to share. Like a part of me was like, don't create a podcast about this. But it's been in my space. It's been in my space so much. And two weeks ago, another article went up and more people sent it to me. And people said, this is fucking karma. And I read it and I have received the same message time and time and time again. And the reason I'm sharing this with you now is when I was 20 through 25 and been treated this way by these humans, There was a part of me that used to think you deserve to be taught a lesson. You deserve to be taught a lesson. This is not okay. You cannot treat people this way. There was a part of me that really felt like karma needed to be served. And then with the man in Bali and reading online about how many people he scammed and ripped off, it created so much anger in me that you can't treat people this way. Karma needs to be delivered to you. You need to receive your karma. There's been like a part of me like, how can you just get away with this? And then with my boss, in those years that I worked in corporate, and some of the ways in which she treated other humans, there was a part of me that was like, this is not okay. You need to receive your karma. And then my ex-business partner, fuck, I walked past him in a cafe the other day. And when I see him, I think like, oh my God, you definitely need to receive your karma. (laughs) And with the man this year, the company this year, there's been a part of me that's been so resentful so angry he obviously runs ads and because i'm a coach he's targeting coaches and whenever i see his ads come through my instagram or my facebook there's a part of me that just wants to like this is a scam don't blow your money or i've like obviously researched his company and there's been a lot of customers that have had really unaligned experiences with him similar to me and blown a lot of cash and they've written their reports online and there's been a part of me that's wanted to jump on and be like yes i agree don't sign up with him Did Blah, blah blah i blew x amount of dollars and as I think that thought, and I think about the energy expenditure, if I was to do that, I then sit with myself and think, is this a productive use of your time and energy, Rebecca? Like, is this actually going to help you in any way? And my answer is always no. So I always resist. But there is a part of me that's really mad. Like, he went on holiday with his family this year, and there was a photo of him and his kids eating getting ice creams. And there was a part of me that wanted to be like, hope you and your fucking family are enjoying my $50,000 ice creams, you scam artist. And I was like, come on, Rebecca. Is that going to be an effective use of your time and energy? And my personality is like, I'm going to feel so fucking good as I write it, though. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you will momentarily, but let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that, girlfriend. And then there's been lots of my friends that are coaches that are like, because obviously my friends are like, I don't want to work with this company. Who was it? How's your experience? And a lot of my friends are like, let's all comment on his things. I was like, no, part of my personality is like, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 let's. And then there's another part of me that's like, no. Let's not do that, Rebecca. But what I sat with, with this resentful part of me that wants to comment and wants everyone to know that like, don't work with this person or don't sign up for this or don't invest in this franchise or whatever it is to save people or feeling like karma needs to be delivered. As I was reading these news articles this year and reflecting back on a 20 year young version of me, who entirely lacked boundaries, who gave people power and authority over her, who listened to them over her own intuition, who allowed mistreatment and disrespect, that part of me that was like they need to receive their karma, as I read these news articles this year, and it wouldn't leave my space, it wouldn't leave my space, and it wouldn't leave my space to talk about it in my podcast as well, God delivered me a message, God, universe, source, high power, spirit, higher consciousness, whoever it is that you align with, When I was constantly thinking about the company from this year, the unaligned mentors, the unaligned business partners, the unaligned bosses and these news articles, I received a message that said to me, karma, Rebecca, will always be delivered. Everything carries a karmic debt, but karma, my love is not your medicine to serve. Mind blown. That was almost the part that allowed me of everything. My old activewear was probably the hardest one to put down because I had a deep love for that brand and I had worked from age 19, 20 to bring her online. And so the breakdown of that business and that business partnership and being lied to. And I remember being lied to my face and me saying, hey, I'm super confused. I thought this was our agreement. And then this person saying, no, no, you must be confused It was actually this that we said. And then I literally went home one day racking my brains being like, either I'm gone fucking crazy or I'm just making shit up in my mind. And I went through my emails and I found evidence of the truth that he told me that he then lied about. And I showed him to his face the email that he wrote. And then he lied about that. That to me was so intensely painful to go through because it was years of like blood, sweat and tears and my family's involvement and just so much went into that active where that, that one was the hardest to put down. But then when God sat with me this year and said, why do you think all of this is happening? Because if all these people from my past hadn't sent me these news articles, I would have never known. I don't search the news for shit like this. I don't care. I don't believe that anything is coincidence. It was brought to me for a reason. God needed me to know this for a reason. And it was a big part of me being able to put down my business partner, ex-business partner, me being even being able to put down this company from the beginning of the year. I don't need anyone to write scam. I don't need all my friends to like, if my friends ask who it is, I'll obviously tell them so they don't work with him. Or if anyone came to me and did their due diligence about this company, I would always tell them my experience, but I don't need to scream it because I'm not the one. I am not the one to deliver this man his karma, but karma is fucking coming karma is coming. Every action carries a karmic debt. My actions carry a karmic debt. That's God's work. Karma is God's work. Karma is God's work. Karma is God's work. work. This has brought me so much internal peace, fam, that I hope it resonates for you. It actually came up in another conversation. I'll just share it really quickly. A woman was saying that she was feeling really challenged with her herpes diagnosis. She hasn't slept with anyone since. She's really fearful of disclosure really fearful of transmission, all the things. And so she hasn't had sex in years. Her friend also tests positive for the herpes virus. Her doctor told her, you can't transmit unless you have an outbreak. Now, we all know that doctors give the wrong information and that's not true. That's horribly, horribly, horribly false. And her friend, because she's been provided this information, has said, I don't need to disclose. My doctor told me I don't need to, and I can only transmit if I have an outbreak. Therefore, I don't need to tell. And she's sleeping with a lot of people and not disclosing. And her friend is insanely triggered. And she's like, what do I do? I want to out her to everyone. I want to tell all the men that she's sleeping with. I want to scream over the internet. This woman must be outed. I don't know how I can be friends with her. And I said to her, she obviously believes that disclosure is the right thing to do her friend feels justified in her non-disclosure. And I said to her, every action carries a karmic debt. Forcing someone to do the right thing is never the right thing. We cannot force people into disclosure. I would never attempt to force someone into disclosure. In fact, I take a very alternate route in encouraging people disclose by telling them to do what they feel is most aligned. Because if I try and force someone to disclose, I'm going to be projecting more shame and force is always met with resistance. If I force someone to do something, they're going to resist doing the thing. So by me allowing them to do what's in their highest alignment, it actually creates a quicker path to disclosure. I think it's genius. I don't know how other, other people don't get it. Whereas there is a lot of herpes activists online who are like, you must disclose. I'm like, Forcing people is actually putting, like they've got a wound And you're rubbing salt in it right now. You are forcing them to do what they're deeply afraid to do. Force will always be met with resistance. So don't force them. Get them to do what's in their highest alignment. Once they start to feel the guilt of non-disclosure, they will start to disclose. And if they don't, every action carries a karmic debt. But, my loves, karma is God's work. Karma is not our medicine to serve. Fam, I hope you loved tuning into today. It was edgy for me. It's been in my space to share for a really long time. I've not wanted to out of, I don't know, I wanted to make sure that I kept the details respectful to anyone involved and that I still gave my truth an opportunity to be heard because it needed to be spoken. It was so alive within me. If you loved it, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so that I can share it as well. And more importantly, so that I can connect with you. I hope you have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Let's fucking go. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.